Welcome to another episode of Acting with Asha. I'm your host, Jade Asher, and you're listening to part two of my interview with actress Adiza Shardo. Enjoy. So you got a bit of public attention from doing that role. Yeah. How was that? That, to me, was insane. It's... I can't even make it up. It was kind of like... I hadn't even practised an autograph. You know you practise an autograph <laughs> as a joke? And a kid came up to me. I think my episode aired on, like, maybe the Wednesday... Thursday, me and my mum went to pre-market. <laughs> Pre-mar- I know, glamorous. You know, my mum's like, I need to jump in here. And I'm standing by the pants section and a girl's like, are you the girl from Waterloo Road? And I was like, yeah. This is very excited. And she's like, oh, can you sign this? And I was like, is she being serious? And I signed something, but I signed the wrong name because my name's Fiona Adiza. Shardo, oh, yeah. But Adiza's my acting name. And I was like, she's went away with not even knowing who I am. <laughs> it was, do you know what? It was a bit scary. Yeah. I didn't, I don't think I liked it as much as I thought I would have because it's a different type of fame. Mm. It's not Angelina Jolie getting into a limo fame. I'm still getting the bus because, you know, it's paid well, but it's not life-changing. Yeah, yeah. Like, sometimes the kids were just a bit nervous, so they would just follow you, like, round shops. Oh, wow. And sometimes it'd be quite intimidating because it'd be quite a big gang of them <gasps> and they're all giggling and cameras in your face and it was a bit, like... It was a bit creepy. I thought they were going to rob me at one oh. point. I was like, uh... <laughs> You know, and sometimes it wasn't even a nice record. It was like, ah, you're that girl, aren't you? Yeah, all right. And then you just walk away and you're like left. <laughs> oh, no. I think I've had that before. Like, literally right. like, oh, I, I know I knew from that film. And then they literally like... Oh, the like, intent, of course, yeah. yeah. And then they literally like, well, go- Google it on their phone. In front of you? In front of me. Oh, wow. Have a look and be like, yeah, I didn't like it that much. And then ignore <laughs> me. I was like, what? <laughs> Well, like some people don't know what to say, so I swear they feel like they need to say something, so they'll like slate you slightly. And I'm like, why? It's a nerve. I feel like, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's them being nervous, and I think I've even done it to people. I meet them, (laughs) I've gone, oh, I feel like I need to say something intelligent, and actually say something really, really good. Yeah, I try. Like when I used to meet people that were famous, I always tried to congratulate them on their work but my friends are like that's so packed They're like congratulations you done really well but I was like no because I want them to know I appreciate their work yeah rather than just like oh it's you and stare at them what do you think the best way of doing that is what should someone actually say what would you like someone to say to you if they just wanted to tell you I think the best compliment I get look we love compliments don't we? yeah they just compliment <laughs> me but I think when this was even TV when I done a that um, Close Quarters, which was about females on the front line mm. in the army, real men from the army came to watch it and one guy came up to me afterwards and was like, I just want to say that really reminded me of my time there and I think you're amazing in the way you portrayed the story. And that really, for me, touched yeah. me. So I think if you've done like a beautiful part on TV that really touched somebody, even Waterloo Road, there were some kids, because my mum was in a wheelchair in it, the character, mm. um, played by Claire Grogan, who's fantastic. And even at that point, some kids would write into us, we'd get fan mail saying, like, you know, they can relate to... It's just nice that people can... The more can... Honest, honest and open they are about how it's felt right, to them, yes. rather than trying to say something intelligent or... Yeah. Just gen- We all like genuine, don't we? It's yeah. nice just to be genuine. So the next one was River City? Yes. And how was that? That, again, was completely different. They work a lot faster. Um, That is the most talented casting crew I've met in terms of how they don't get enough credit for how quick they work. Really? It was like, so Waterloo Road will film two episodes at the same time. Mm -hmm. So it's like a four-week block. Yeah. 
So, um, you know, and you'll shoot out a sequence. So they'll say, today you're going to do um, the first scene from episode two, and then in the afternoon you're going to do the second scene from episode one. So you're going back and forth on the timeline. and mm. Exactly. Never say it was four. <laughs> oh, my God. I was overwhelmed. And also, it had been a long time... That was there was a bit of a break, yeah, since that and Waterloo Road. So I hadn't, you know, it was finding my feet again on set, and it was overwhelming. It was crazy, but it, by God, does it teach you how to just make, you know, get on it and really just be present. That's all you can do is be present and be with the character and go with what you're getting given because you don't have time to think or overthink it. Yeah. Was it strange spending so much time with one character and then going into TV and doing a different? character or was it quite nice it was quite nice but uh, funny enough because we all get you know certain casts castings Shelley in River City reminded me of Liberty growing up from Waterloo Road there were similarities in them and I always make a joke about connecting all my characters and I'm like oh maybe she went on to the army afterwards like in my next story but all these characters I definitely get cast are are very confident Mm. very strong and for some reason very good with the guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Because you're beautiful. They're oh, like, oh, you know, all the guys <laughs> love you. Oh, I wish. But, you know, this is, this is what I love about acting. I get to play the girls to yeah. get all of that attention. And I'm like, I definitely don't feel that in real life. But every character, and my friends make a joke, that's the smug, the smugness of me. I'm just so smug in all my character roles. Um, so, yeah, it was quite fun. Because you always find a similarity in yourself, I suppose. So yeah. it's nice to kind of um, tap into that side of me, that confident side. And then you did Last Commanders. Yes. How was that? Because that was CBeebies. Was yes. That, oh, my God. I love children's TV. Can I just say, if you get a chance, guys, do it. You don't get up at 6am. None of this on drama. Nope, nope. Kids have to be home from school, don't they? So you get up later. Oh, because it was a live show. Sorry. I oh, it was a mention. live show. Yeah. Oh my God, were you nervous? So nervous. But, oh, let me rephrase it. It was a live show with the kids. Yeah. But then they cut an oh, edit for the BBC. Oh, so you had an audience. Um, is it like... The, I the don't kids know. were the... Oh, it's, yeah, so so like I'll explain it, Kate. It's a weird one. Last Commanders, is, I've never done anything like it in my career. It was mm. definitely the most fun job. Um... Basically, we played avatars, so yeah. like the characters in this universe where, ironically, quite similar to COVID, a disease has struck out, and we're, but it's by an artificial intelligence, and we're trying to find the code, and we're the only people who didn't catch the disease, so therefore we're there to save mankind. Ooh. Right? This, is, this sounds a bit Creepy. similar. Yeah. <laughs> so we're the last commanders, you know, we're kind of the rebellion, mm. and very kind of Star Wars-y. So I played two characters, um... One, I can only say Keza, who had a very questionable Northern accent by myself. <laughs> kind of like a Mel B character. So, oh, you know, God. she was quite feisty. Again, confident. And then I had um, Chaley, who was very, you know, pixie-like with her long, colourful hair. They were so much fun. Oh. So each kid would come on. And for an hour, they would film us with these kids from home. They would see us and they tell us where to go and how to com- um, complete the task. Uh, to move yeah, because I the saw next them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like a Google box for kids. Yeah. The company were the same people, Objective Media, who done Peep Show. So that's where we got the cameras on our heads and you see it from our point of view. Very clever, very clever concept. And yeah, it was so much fun. So it was scary, but I'm telling you, some actors... I'm that actor. I'm better working without overthinking. So I'm really good at being in the moment. So that's what I loved. Whereas I noticed some other actors weren't as comfortable. Mm. And it's just all about, again, as I was saying, 
being confident enough to pull it off in the moment but knowing your work at the same time kind of back to the scripts I was saying you know if you have studied it long enough you will be able to kind of pick up the script have a look at it then wait till the day before and learn it then you're present but I know not everyone can do that you know it's quite a a scary moment with that was that script that was scripted as well so it's scripted you get given certain words to say but you can't control what the kids are going to say yeah so you're improvising through it it's all improv yeah basically so that's why I loved it because it gives you the freedom to be present and be real and the kids were brilliant I mean some of them god bless you know they would you'd get kids that are very quick and get you through the game like in 10 minutes and then you get ones that after an hour you're, <laughs> did st- you, did you're still you... in the first room <laughs> and I guess they, they've got to they're going to cut that but you've got to stay in character you've got to stay in character and so I had an earpiece with the director mm. in one ear and an earpiece with the kids in the other so the kids would be like um I'd be like right where shall we go to find this key because we've got to find this uh, potion to get it to xyz and they're like okay go to the left and i go to open the left door and then you hear the director saying don't open the left door because that's not been painted yet turn around turn around <laughs> Amazing. But, but the big the best thing to do in those moments was don't rush just take your time because they're mm. going to cut an edit that was the biggest note <laughs> some people were just like i don't know what i'm doing Amazing. Um, and then you yeah. did casualty yes how was that? And how was the like the casting process? Were any of them linked because you've done one show, you got into another? You would think so. <laughs> For some reason, the BBC just keep getting me back in. But they're all different casting directors. So it's Roland Beckley who does Casualty, who mm-hmm. also does EastEnders. And I hadn't seen him. Oh, I had seen him, sorry. <laughs> Correction. <laughs> I had seen him for Casualty three years before I got it. Oh. And that was a very different edition that did not go well. Um, what happens go on uh, <laughs> it's one of them where how do I say this with be, let's be diplomatic you will get directors who are amazing yeah. and you'll get directors who work different yeah okay this director worked different <laughs> so I was playing a stripper this is so this is what I think is really important actually to realise three years ago I was going up for a stripper mm-hmm. it was a male director in the room and Roland Beckley himself and when I went in, I wore kind of a strappy dress. And I remember the director's first comment was, oh, you've dressed for the part. <gasps> so that, to me, was not not cool. Yeah. <laughs> then we carried on to... And then before I even started the audition, he was like, okay, before we go, I just want to give you a few notes. I want it to be like, remember you're scared, but remember you're also really tough and you know what you've got. But remember, you don't know what's going to happen, but also you know how to do this. So he gave me all this kind of like back and forth. I went, okay. And then they said action. And then I've done it. And he's like, okay, cut. Yeah, again, remember, you're hanging off the end of a building at this point. Oh my God. And he was just throwing a lot. I think they do this just to see how you take it. But for some reason, I just, that day, I don't know, there was something off in my energy. Maybe it was my self-esteem. But he then gave me a million notes I didn't listen always ask if you don't understand before they say action that's my biggest lesson because that day I didn't understand and I just said okay <laughs> and then he'd done it again and my mind went blank oh, wow. and I didn't I forgot my line and then they went okay that's all and they didn't let me read the other scene I walked <gasps> out crying oh no I put that's the script so in mean the bin, right and <sighs> I just remember and it's all the way if you ever audition for casual air doctors or EastEnders it's all the way in Elstree I remember travelling like an hour in the burning heat of July 
devastated I wasn't doing well. And then when this came up last year to audition for it again, I had PTSD. I was like, oh no. Now this is the difference. I wasn't up for a stripper this time, up for an IT girl. Oh, okay. I was like, okay, okay. Hopefully Roland Bentley doesn't remember me being terrible last time. I get there, I walk in the room and it's a female director. Oh. And the producer's there who is black and female. Nice. And Roland's there being lovely and he introduces himself and asks if he's saying my name correctly, which I'm like, yes, he doesn't remember me. Cool, let's go. And we done it. And, you know, that speaks volumes itself. Not that I'm saying, oh, because there was women there, did it? But it was just, there was a different feeling when I walked in that room and I'd never worked with a female director, so I was very excited. Nice. And... Um, yeah, we'd done a take. They asked me about the character, what I thought. Um, I gave them a bit of backstory, what I thought she was going through and related it to my life. And I think they liked that. So it's always nice to try. And you might not always relate to your character, but you can definitely have an empathy spot for them. Mm-hmm. And you can always have an... If you can always try and think of an experience that you felt maybe the same way they did, even though it's completely different, that's always good to come in with because it makes it authentic definitely. in the performance. And yeah, they'd done it. Um, and they asked me to do it again. A bit more cool, which is a big note I always get. Less smiley, more cool. <laughs> As you can tell, I'm a bit jolly. And then I done it, and then that was it. And then um, I never heard for about a month. And then I got a call and I got the part. So I didn't even, you know, because it was quite uh, a guest part, I suppose. Regular parts, they get you in more than once. Mm. But I think guests usually know within the first edition if they like you or not. And you make your own work as well. So you've yes. written and produced. Yes, inspired by yourself, of oh, course. No, yeah. not at all. no, definitely. You like when I saw people like yourself and Michaela Cole getting up and doing stuff, I was like, it's time to start doing my own work. So yeah, for two years, um, I've been working on a project called Adulting mm-hmm. about um two kind of misfits in their thirties, still not making it and still wading through life and you know, just trying to get through the kind of darker times. Yeah. Um, so we filmed a trailer um, last year and we were just about to pitch it before COVID struck. Oh, that bloody COVID. Classic. Yeah. But we got it in front of BBC Three. Amazing. Um, sadly, they said they loved the heart of the show, but they're not ready to invest in it. It didn't fit with their channel. However, they've asked to see another idea. That's great. So... The, this is a great um kind of note to any writer actor always make sure you've got five ideas at the back of your head mm-hmm. and because they might not want your baby but that will get you in the room so i went on to develop a new show i just started it last month called skint Ooh, what's that about so um based on my experience the two years out of drama school before i got my tv job um, I was signing on because it was a massive recession. Mm. Sounds familiar. <laughs> it was a 2010 yeah. recession and I wasn't getting work anywhere. Yeah. I had to sign on. Because wow. I was um, under 30, they made me go to a back-to-work course oh, okay. for two weeks. How was and that? <laughs> I met some characters. <laughs> oh, my God. So, you know, there was like five people in that class. You know, you had Wee William from Castle Milk, rough area of Glasgow that had not worked a day in his life. You had Kelly, who was kind of like a goth, who'd worked at McDonald's. Oh, please say these are your characters. Yeah. Oh, my God. This sounds amazing. <laughs> and then you had one girl who never spoke, but when she did, she sounded a bit like, you know, she was like petrified. <laughs> and, you know, all these characters. And then me throwing in. And, you know, I walked in and we had to go around and see what we'd done the first day. And I remember saying, well, I'm an actor. And we, William, goes, are you any good eye? And then somebody goes, obviously not, or she wouldn't be here. <laughs> So this is who I was dealing with. And I was like, oh my God. But in those two weeks, 
I really connected with these people and we really got on and I just you know I was like there's a story in this so I spoke mm. to the guy my kind of contact mentor who has you know the contact of the commissioner and he said this is what you need to do so I'm basing it in Scotland it's going to be a Scottish drama brilliant I want it to be a diverse cast mm-hmm. you know I want to show not just you know skin everyone knows what it's like to be broke but do they know the real meaning of it until now especially mm. with Covid happening so it's going to be set post-Covid after all the recession started oh, and you've got five characters from different backgrounds and different classes and race and you're going to find out their stories how they got there that sounds amazing yeah and have you got everything anything else coming up um not at the moment no just being kind of focusing on my writing this year obviously with covid a lot of things got cancelled sadly um but fingers crossed they should be coming up next year that has been amazing this has been the longest interview ever and that's always with me actually (laughs) actually did that happen last time yes oh god you're not releasing this are you no but you know what no um the whole time i was thinking oh no it's going i'm going to do this in two parts so okay. we're going to do a part one and a part two <laughs> so if you made it this far you've listened to part two thank you so much Shadiza it's been lovely chatting to you Aww, and you. I'm going to have you back again soon if you'll come if you can yes. make it up the stairs I'll again. try I'll try that's my new workout regime I'll get myself fitter for those ladders <laughs> thank you for listening to another episode of Acting with Asha for any questions please get in touch with us at www.jadeashavoiceovers.com and don't forget to subscribe or follow us at Jade Asha. Thanks again. Bye.